going on, everybody? Happy 100th episode Woo! of the Vile Files. 100. Wow. wow. We, look at us. Look at, look at us. Who would have thought? Um, oh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's our 100th episode, so that's pretty cool. Um, it's been a it's been a wild ride uh, doing all these episodes. Uh, obviously, uh, we have to thank you, the, the listener. Oh yeah, for tuning in. Um, uh, we wouldn't be here without you. Uh, so thank you for your support. Uh, thank you for your reviews. Thank you for sharing uh, our show on your social media and promoting our show and telling your friends and spreading the word um, that it has allowed us to grow and it's allowed us to to put up uh, put out more episodes. It's allowed us to allowed us to get. Um, some of the guests that we've had so we, we do thank you for that and it's, it's been a ton of fun and we hope to only continue to grow and and, and uh, put out uh, a few hundred more so yeah kind of kind of wild we had someone email us from china saying they're in quarantine listening and they wanted to thank us you know what you are welcome <laughs> you are welcome and people have been so sweet who called in and shared their stories and opened up and been vulnerable yeah especially with our ass nicks i know it, it it's uh People are really enjoying uh, uh, relating to our callers, and uh, we have our callers to thank for sharing their stories. And uh, I hope we're doing, you know, other than entertaining everyone and ourselves, I, I hope that uh, uh, I hope that uh, we're kind of doing good things and and helping people kind of navigate the difficult world of dating, and, and maybe changing uh, some people's behaviors and our own behaviors of uh, of not. Uh, uh, doing things that kind of put us in tough situations, but other than that, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun. So again, we just want to thank you, the the listener. We uh, even had someone's mom email in, be like, "Thanks for helping my daughter." Yeah, <laughs> I'm such a great guy. Oh god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, I guess we just wanted to take this uh, intro to to thank you and um, we got some champagne we some champagne and it's engraved happy 100th got some balloons here i feel like a real influencer you know when you get to like i've had 100k followers oh you get yeah those balloons yeah yeah that's us right now <laughs> that's pretty cool it is most podcasts don't make you it really past stuck eight. with it nick yeah i remember being excited when we got to episode 10 <laughs> yeah i do too um that was pretty cool now we are at 100. Anyways, we have a great episode for, for you all today. Um, uh, I think uh, a theme here that you'll, you'll hear about kind of knowing the difference of, of compromising our, our morals and values and, and uh, as well as uh, opening our mind to new ways of thinking. And that can be a, a challenge for us as we navigate uh, relationships. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknickatcastmedia.com. And just because it's our 100th episode, uh, I know you've uh, heard me talk a lot about natural habits. We're going to do a big sale today. We're going to 40% off. What? Code 100. Nice. It's just going to be 100. That's it. That's the code. Nice. Uh, 40% off natural habits. So uh, if you've ever wanted to try us and you haven't gotten around to it uh, yet and you're looking for a uh, a healthy organic way to scenting your indoor or, or indoor air, uh, helping you relax, helping you uh, uh, fight headaches. Um, give us a try. NHOils.com, code 100. Anything else? Should we just get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Liquid IV. It's a fascinating little uh, item, liquid IV. Yeah, just some powder. You put it in your water. So easy to use. Yeah. 
I know a lot of people will say, hey, if you have a little too much to drink, indulge, it's a great way to yeah. make yourself feel better. True. True. But also, every day, as we know, we're not hydrating enough. Uh, and it's like drinking multiple bottles of water at once. And it's also full of vitamins and nutrients. Great um, for traveling, too, especially now. You know what I mean? Great for traveling. If you, you know, go on a stay plane. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Uh, it's got some great flavors. My uh, favorite flavor is lemon lime. And they have a new product called the Liquid IV Energy Multiplier. It gives more. you sustained energy boost with no crash. Mm. I hate that crash. Anyways, try it out. It's super easy to use. It, it's going a long way. You've heard about people like doing IVs. This is much easier than that because yeah. you can just drink it. Uh, How it works, they use a cellular transport technology, which it's rapid absorption into the bloodstream and it powers your mornings and fuels you all day long. It's non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidiv.com and enter promo code V-I-A-L-L to save 25% and get better hydration and energy. That's liquidiv.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. Don't wait. Start fueling your adventures today. Ship Station. Well, we, uh, you know, you've heard us talk about Ship Station. I use it every day for my company, Natural Habits. It's true. Uh, if you have... Uh, a small business, uh, and that small business could just maybe maybe uh, you're uh, uh, knitting quilts out of your house, and and your neighbors from across the country need those quilts. ShipStation, great great tool. Uh, you get all the information on your shipments. It's, it's certainly helpful for customer service. Uh, you can help control your shipping costs and shipping costs. Well, let me tell you, what is it? A big part of the business. What do you what do you use it for with Natural Habits? Um, well, we, I use it to track literally all my, my shipments. That's wow. <clears throat> where we get our postage through and we links with that tracking information uh, on the shipments because like what other, you know, what, you know, most of the time we'll use USPS, the postal service, yeah. but sometimes depending on customer's needs, we'll use FedEx or UPS and it, and it covers all and of it, them. it works with all of those. Awesome. Uh, and then it's, you know, so if we have a customer reaching out saying, Hey, you know, just wouldn't want to know when our order's coming or, you know, it hasn't gotten here. Is that normal? Yeah. I just go into ShipStation and have the information I want. And then awesome. I can also like, you know, track my shipping costs, which is great for managing my expenses. It, it's really can't say enough about using ShipStation. Awesome. And they have an, an amazing app. It's super easy to use. Um, and you know, I love it. I can't say, uh, I can't say how much I love it enough. And right now, Viofile listeners lis who listen can try <laughs> or watch uh, ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code V-I-A-L. That's absolutely no risk. You don't even need a credit card. You just get it for free. You can start your trial without, like I said, even entering your credit card information. That is a win, people. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in V-I-A-L-L. That's ShipStation.com. Enter code V-I-A-L-L. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Hard to say. Easy to use. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. All right, how's it going? Hi, I'm Alana. I'm 23. Hi, Alana, 23. How can we help you? So I emailed Rochelle. Basically, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without rambling, but I'm at a point where I feel like I've become really jaded and um, kind of guarded towards finding love, and I've never had a boyfriend and 
or I've never had any serious relationship at all for that matter. And um, like growing up, like my first real like makeout, honestly, or like real kiss, if you don't count truth of air, was when I was 20. So I feel like relatively new to the whole world, but I've had such a terrible like introduction into like dating and I've just been like so deeply like wrong that I don't want to like get into being like complaining or anything but um I'm at a point where I do feel like I've come the way I've like my coping mechanism I guess for like putting up with realizing all that I put up with in the past is to now just be like disengaged from anyone that ever approaches me or anything and I don't want to be in this mindset but I feel like I've come to like a toxic mindset and like if to use your words Nick like and I've listened to the podcast for a while like that I need to shift my perspective but I don't know how exactly to do that because I'm just kind of can, afraid can you give us a little insight to talk about like your say your introduction into dating and kissing and, and why you feel like it's been a challenge okay um so oh, I was trying to think about this actually um what exactly I should mention because I feel like I don't know what would be the worst but for some examples of like some things that I've had to deal with um this one guy who what he basically um this was my last at last semester my last university he would make me he kind of misled me basically he kept telling me oh I like you and like asking me to be his girlfriend um and I didn't know at the time that he had his own all own separate girlfriend you know so that I realized later, but he basically like, um, how do I explain like the worst part? He, okay. So we were having sex and he would like literally a second after he pulled out, he'd be like, Oh, do you want to have a threesome? And I, I'm not trying to shame people for asking for threesomes. Like I think that's totally valid and like people should explore their own sexuality. But like I had repeatedly told him that I wasn't interested in doing that. So I felt like he didn't respect that. He also, like, we would make plans to meet up, and um, he would just, like, respond, like, and, like, we would have, say we had planned for, like, a Saturday at 8 p.m. He would respond on the Sunday at 10 p.m. Oh, sorry, just seeing this now. Actually, not even always apologizing, but that is one. Oh, another guy, though. This is, like, one guy. I'm trying to give you, like, concise overview, so sorry if I'm rambling, but. No, you're doing fine. But I do want to be clear. So it's when you say you haven't, um, you haven't had a boyfriend, but you've been dating. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you just haven't been able to uh, find someone that you feel comfortable or trust in that to, to commit to them and have them commit to you. Yeah. I mean, I've never had someone ask me to be their girlfriend before. And I was telling Michelle, like, aside from like someone, like a creepy DM on Instagram, no one's ever asked me. And um, I don't know, like, if it's something like with the law of attraction, like, I'm not putting out that I'm. Like, I feel like I would be a good girlfriend. Like, I'm not perfect, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no never asked me. So everyone at home, she's a total smoke show. She's yeah. a nursing student. She said she's working really hard. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're a total babe. Uh, you seem like a nice yeah. person. Um, who, who are some of the guys that you're going out with? Um, I don't even know. Like, but another guy, just to give you a, a, just a brief other comment, he... Um, had a roommate and we had sex and right after we had sex he's like he basically was treating me like a prostitute he's like you want to have sex with my roommate what and this, this happened on more than one occasion like I was like my face was looking jacked up my lipstick all over place and he wanted me to like go to his roommate and I like again if someone is interested in doing that kind of stuff I don't even know the, the sexual term then like fine like you know people should do what they want but I like repeatedly told him I didn't want to do that but then I kind of felt trapped because I was at a place where 
this was after that last guy. So I was just kind of like desperate just to have some kind of like, like, I don't know, I wanted to have sex with someone that was not that last guy. So I put up with the new guy and I'm just afraid of getting into anything. I was telling, I think I said to Rochelle that I've kind of equated like interacting with guys in my mind. I equate that to like teaching them how to treat me like with as a human. And it's kind of upsetting, but I don't know how to get past this. Yeah. I mean, that's not your job to, to do that. Um, I mean, thanks for sharing your story. I mean, that must be not easy. Um, when you're dating these guys, um, like are you not, cause I mean, we, we're big advocates on the show. We talk about like, if you want to have sex on the first night, mm-hmm. that's great. If you want to wait, that's great. Yeah. But I'm curious in your situation, how are you, are you pretty quick to have sex or, or I mean, I, in every situation is different and I'm in no way saying you should, you know, should wait, but like, um, you're finding yourself in these situations with these guys for whatever reason are, are objectifying you, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, and there's probably a lot of potential reasons why this is going on. I mean, you know, society in general, guys are watching more, they have more and more access to porn. What you're describing seems like a lot of young, like a lot of guys who are trying to live their, uh, sexual pornography fantasies with you. Um, and I don't know why they think that you might be down or not, but that seems to be what's going on. But that's a good way of looking at it. Pardon me? Oh, sorry. I said that's a good way of looking at it. I didn't see it in that way. Um, and so I would just, um, because you're feeling the way you're doing, I'm, I'm wondering if, if maybe just waiting to get intimate with some of these guys before you know what they want might be a way to do it. Again, if you want to have sex with them, by all means, you should have sex with them. But, you know, sometimes uh, if you are looking for a relationship and you are trying to get to know someone, sex can confuse that dynamic. So it's not about, you know, shaming someone because they want to have sex, but sometimes we need to hold off on sex because we it might cloud uh, our ability to get to know someone. And so, you know, maybe try that. You know, again, if, if that's if your goal is to, not get yourself in a situation where um, you you don't know how a guy is going to respond or what his desires are sexually and things like that. And as far as like you, you mentioned companionship in terms of you didn't want to deal with this other guy and so you were willing to put up with that guy. I mean, that's a, a red flag for yourself to think about. You know, you are only twenty three, and I appreciate your frustration. Of you're a beautiful woman. You've it's probably very easy for you to meet guys and date guys, and it's been a very challenge for you to find what you're looking for. And, and she it, likes having sex too. Yeah, you like having sex, yeah. and so um, you're being objectified by men, and um, and it might be the way you look, whether that's fair or not. I mean, you, um, and again, for those of you who are, are listening, she's just a very, you're very beautiful. Right. And I don't know why, um, why some guys, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if some guys see, uh, you and think you might be and maybe cause you're so willing to have sex nice. early on and, and you're nice, nice yeah. because they, they are, they're confusing. They're confusing your willingness to be kind of sex positive with into like weird shit. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I do it like having sex super early on. Like, I don't think that's necessarily, um, I can see how like maybe in the future when I maybe get into dating world again, I will wait even longer, but I don't think I just like immediately, off the bat have sex with guys but I do think maybe like you said maybe might be nice like I'm really terrified of like being impolite or like upsetting yes, people that's what it um, is. Yeah. so 
<laughs> and like when I emailed with Rochelle and I said like I miss having sex, I don't mean like I haven't been like not, not that that would be a bad thing if I were just going out and having a lot of sex anyways, but like um I would when I had like I mean I'm not right now I don't even know why I'm still on birth control, but like last year when I was same girl um active <laughs> I would be having sex with the one person and I was like so frustrated and it was almost like too much work because I was like oh well, I don't want to go out and find someone new because it will just happen again. But I think my question is, I agree with you for, in terms of waiting to have sex, but um, I'm at the point where like, I've had some guys approach me. I mean, like, and I'm, I always find it flattering. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm being a bitch when I, when someone like comes at me and I'm always like, I never mean to anyone, but I, like, for instance, last Saturday, a guy approached me at the mall and was like, Oh, you're so beautiful. And I was like, thank you. But then I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I have to go meet my mom. And I didn't, but I was just afraid. Like, I don't, I don't know what will come of it. And I've just become kind of jaded to think like any guy that will come up to me is just trying to get a play me. And I don't know how to like change out of that mindset. Is what I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's, that's tough. I mean, I, I think there's a couple of things. Dating's hard. Um, you're not the only one going through this. So I only say that because sometimes we can feel when we have our own struggles in our dating lives and we meet people, we kind of feel like it's worse for us and you know, uh, it's is it's easier to feel like uh, our, our situation is is harder. I mean, it's not. You're. I'm assuming there's a lot of people listening to this relating to you um, in this situation. And then you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, yeah, the sex part maybe waiting a little longer is a smaller, nuanced kind of thing. I think the biggest thing for you is you you got to really you got to get more comfortable yes. with you know saying how you feel to men. Uh, and obviously we've talked about this in situations where, you know, you want to make sure you feel safe and you want to feel comfortable. Um, you should, you shouldn't really be, especially when it comes to sex and especially when it comes to your body, you should never feel, uh, worried about, uh, their feelings. Honestly, uh, you shouldn't be worried about hurting their feelings. You shouldn't be worrying about it, embarrassing them. You shouldn't be worried. You should, you should be very you know, and even if a guy's like, I'm, I'm getting, listening to you, when a guy's like, hey, do you want, like, you said he pulled out and immediately asked you to have a threesome. After she told him she didn't yeah. want to. Was your no, response like, what the <laughs> fuck would you ask me that for? Or I feel like you'd be like, well, you know, I don't really, rather not. I mean, you, you seem like a very that's sweet person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slap him. Get out yeah, of there. I mean, that's a fucked up thing to do. It's like, you know, short of you having this very, you know, sort of you being two people who are very on the same page sexually, right? And you have a very open relationship and talking about it. That's just a rude thing to ask. It's a very objectifying thing to ask. It, it, I can only imagine how you might have felt in that moment and how him saying that made you feel uh, trying to connect with him on a physical level. Like it's a dick move, right? And short of you, for, in which you didn't, it seems like, giving you some sort of like clearance to ask a question like that, it was a very rude thing for him to say to you. And so you need to get more comfortable with realizing that and pushing back um, and getting a little more confidence in that. And I think if you do that, I think you will notice a difference um, in the situations you find yourself in. And you just have to get better at not feeling bad about this. And, um, you know, because people in general and specifically, you know, we people, t you know, you've heard the cliche, you give someone an inch to take a foot. And if someone senses your sweetness and, and someone senses that you will you lack the ability to um, 
you know, really tell them how fucked up that is, they're going to ask you crazy questions. That goes kind of goes for everyone. It's just kind of human nature that we do this. And and I'm not even just talking about in this situation with sex or the woman, like, you know, us, we're uh, humans, we're kind of messed up that way. And so if you get better at that, and if you really focus on this is what I want, and this is what I want for myself, and this is the type of man that uh, I, this is how I want to be treated. This is what I think is okay to be how I should be talked to. This is what's not okay. And if if someone doesn't act that way towards me, I'm going to be, you know, in a respectful way, I'm going to be very curt and very direct in, on how I feel about that. I think you will notice a, a difference. It will just, you'll just kind of project this energy out there. And it won't, it won't always be the case. Like dealing with creepy men will, unfortunately, I'm sorry, that like that's something that, you know, probably women will always to a certain degree have to deal with. But um, I think you, you learning how to push back for yourself and, and stop worrying about being so sweet is, is probably a, something you can try to try to work on. Uh, because there are good guys out there, you know, there are guys who wouldn't say that to you, you know, and it's certainly not your fault and nothing you're doing is necessarily, um, you know, is the reason why this is happening. Um, I just think you could, you could probably, uh, push back a little bit better. And I think you will like subconsciously find yourself in different situations. I know Thank you. Jessica Turner's yeah. job, but yes, you get to your job. Well, I mean, thanks for calling. This is it's it's. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Very I'll try relatable. to be more assertive in the future. Yeah, it's very relatable. I'm sure <laughs> it'll come people, with age yeah. too. And You'll you, get to a and point, you, and you're and just and like, also, uh, yes, like you are 23. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. It takes time. This is the time of your life that you are, you know, you are figuring yourself out, and you're figuring out the like the type of person and type of guy you want. So don't get too discouraged. You ha- you have time. Uh, to figure it out. Okay. I, sometimes I'm worried that I'll be cast off as a weirdo that I'm 23 and I've never had a boyfriend. What? No. No. Try, no. Try, I mean, trust me when I say this. Like, uh, there's plenty of guys lined up who will be happy to be your boyfriend. Uh, and your first uh, boyfriend. And like, you're not a weird, like, what does no. that matter? Honestly, People your age shouldn't have boyfriends or girlfriends. They should do what you're doing. Yeah. You're out there, you're dating, you're, you're having some your sex, work. you're working. Like, who cares? I mean, like for all the people who had boyfriends or girlfriends in their early 20s that they didn't marry, what does that mean? That doesn't make you more normal or less normal. That just means, quite honestly, they invested a lot of time and energy and a lot of gifts with someone they're never going to talk to two years later. <laughs> You're totally fine. You're fine. Okay. Thank you again for your advice. And right. thank you again for calling you. This was so surreal. Uh, <laughs> uh, my pleasure. Listening. Good luck. Have fun at work. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Stuff. Very relatable. <laughs> I think it's probably relatable for everyone. everyone. Yeah, especially we're just raised to be so sweet and nice. Guys are and, pigs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's wild. I, every time I do, we do these calls. I always feel like I have to like defend like a group of men. We're like they're not all like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough. I always I always feel bad when we get callers like that, where it's like am I doing something wrong? And it's just like, well, no. And again, it's like, it's so nuanced to say like, well, try waiting and having sex as if I like know. there's no shame involved. Yeah. But like, so, again, sex does complicate things and yeah. sometimes complicates things for guys. And so, sometimes we just can get a little bit more clarity. But, you know, she was even saying, it's not like she's rushing into it. Yeah. Um, 
but her biggest thing is like you know like for her to admit that when a guy pulls out and immediately asks for a threesome and her response is like well you know i just would rather not you know not my thing that's fucked up sex with my roommate yeah she men are taking advantage of her yes they are and they are they're playing the game of well i guess like the worst you can say is no, but she might say yes. Yeah. And it, what is really dirty is like she's very sweet and and very accommodating, probably in life. Oh yeah, and has you know, and I'm sure she's a fabulous nurse. Yeah, and and guys are asking her, not thinking that uh, she's even going to be into it, that she just might say yes, which is kind yeah, of dirty when you think sad. about it. Yeah. But uh, we just got to start pushing back on some of these guys. Yeah, uh, in ways that. Um, Boundaries. Yeah, I don't know. Yuck. <laughs> Rochelle, I love it when you talk about bras. Don't say that. Don't don't say. I that. think it's no, great. that's I, not the right way to Specifically, your that. bras. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not. No, or no. Third love, okay. people. Uh, you know, women. Uh, I feel for you. Have to having to wear bras. It's those. They're expensive. Uh, they can be uncomfortable. Yeah, this but like when you have companies like Third Love, it's all, honestly kind of fun to wear a there bra because they're pretty. They make you feel good. They're comfortable. They have half sizes so that it really fits you. And honestly, it's kind of like you feel kind of sexy wearing it. So yeah, there you go. They're making they're making bra shopping and wearing fun again. Exactly because you take a quiz and you kind of like let them know what the shape of your boobies are and then by the end they give you recommendations on the perfect bra. See, when I say some things that make you uncomfortable, I get it, but when you say boobies, boobies I feel very weird. Well, they I was just getting you back. I was just getting you back. So good, good, good. But also the cool thing is you have 60 days to try on your bra. If you don't like it, you can send it back. And what's really cool is they donate all their gently used returned bras to women in need. Gently used. I like that. Well, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. How about that? Go to thirdlove.com slash V-I-A-L-L now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off today. I love my bra. Hello, fresh. Uh, I'll tell you what, not only do I use HelloFresh, that uh, some of, uh, you know who uses HelloFresh? The Venice Lurker. Venice Lurker. I'm pretty sure Venice Lurker also uses (laughs) (laughs) HelloFresh. Anyways, um, if you haven't heard of HelloFresh, well, I honestly, I don't know how uh, How? possible. But if you are a busy person who's also trying to get tasty, delicious meals that are easy to prepare uh, and healthy for you. fun to prepare, honestly. Fun to prepare. HelloFresh is uh, the company you need. Uh, They have all these delicious dinners. uh, And again, easy to make. It's very self-explanatory. You walk you through all the steps. It doesn't take that much time. I mean, it's like most, I think most of the meals that I've made from them are like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's so nice because it keeps you from like, for me, I don't get like fast food because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make this meal when I come home and I feel really good. And it's, I actually learn a lot about cooking too while I'm making it. The, yeah, I love uh, the juicy Lucy burgers. My favorite mm. chicken quesadillas for me, baby. Uh, well, go to hellofresh.com slash V I A L L 10 and use code V I A L L 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Ooh, what a neat offer. That's hellofresh.com slash V I A L L 10. And like I said, use code V I A L L 10 for 10 
free meals. And that's free shipping, people. That is an offer you can't beat. How's it going? Good. Wow, it's a lot sunnier there than it is here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have it for you. What's your name? Uh, my name is Kia, and I'm 27 years old. Did you say Kia or Tia? Kia. Kia. Kia, like the car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. Nice reference. How many times do you say that a day? Um, Basically every time, because it's either I get Kaya. Uh, and or else they just don't know how to say it at all. So, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, thank you for calling Kia26. Uh, how can we help? Yeah, basically, I just met a guy off of an online dating app about two years ago. And everything was, it, it started off normal. Um, and then he told me that he has a job where he has to kind of be away from home for three to four months at a time. And so before he had left to his job, um, we went on only two dates and I, we didn't talk about being exclusive or anything. And then, um, after he was gone for two months, we were still talking every day. He was really good at communicating. And I had mentioned that I'd gone on like, a, another date with a different person. And, um, that's when he started getting really upset about the fact that I was still dating. And I had mentioned to him that because we never, um, we never made it clear that we were exclusive with him. And it just seemed kind of premature to to assume that I would be exclusive with him after just two dates and knowing that we wouldn't see each other for so long. Um, and so that didn't sit well with him. But then after a few more months of talking and him being, being away, I did decide to be exclusive with him, even though we hadn't seen each other over those four months. And when he came back, we spent like the whole weekend together. It was really good. Um, I went over to his place and... Then after that, it was kind of almost like he completely just pulled back. And I, when I talked to him about it, he had mentioned that his parents were, uh, he just found out they were going through a divorce and it's like completely altered his perspective on relationships and marriage. And um, before that, he was already telling me like, oh, you know, you're everything that I want to marry. You know, you have everything I'd want. And I just need you to kind of grow up and learn how to be exclusive with me. So that was and that's when I made my decision a few months after that. But he said, I and need so you to he, learn how to grow up and be exclusive with me? Yeah, because he didn't like the fact that I was still dating around, uh, even though we had never how old is had he? that time. Uh, at, at that time, he just turned 30. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. How long ago um, was this? Two years ago. So, I think he's like 32. Okay. 33. Yeah. Um, and then... When he told me about his parents, I was very understanding. And so I I kind of backed away and just let him kind of deal with that on his own. And then, um, like, it was weird because every few months or so, uh, we would kind of just text each other. And I would text him just to see how he was doing with everything. And then one day he, um, it was this is already months afterwards, he messaged me and asked me if I would be open to, okay, this sounds ridiculous, I know, but if I would be open to being in an exclusive, um, no strings attached relationship thing. Well, it's not relationship, but no strings attached situation. And What's I've never mean? done that before. So basically, like, since he's, he's saying we have sex and I can't have sex whenever he's gone for those four months um, throughout the year. Like, I just can't be sexual with anybody else. But we're not in a relationship. And we have no strings to each other. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> then, Were you as confused yeah. as I am right now when he said that? 
I'm sorry, what was that? Were you as confused then as I am right now when he said that? Oh, yeah, I was. I guess for me, I was just kind of like, I mean, to him, he's getting the best of both worlds. So why not throw it out there if, you know, if he's that kind of person? But Well, I guess what I'm curious, kind of what, what you described sounds like a, a monogamous relationship. Am I missing something? When you say no, what is no strings attached? Are you? So this is the kicker. Just tell him what it, what's he the gets kicker. to sleep with someone else. No, no, no. Tell him. Some reason something just didn't sit well with me. And so I decided to, cause I already, I had already looked him up on Facebook in the beginning. And he told me that he doesn't have social media because he's just not that kind of guy, which I should have already knew was a red flag. Um, and but I still looked him up just because I just, I don't know. I just have that tendency to double check things. But when I looked at his name in every way possible, because um, his name could be like abbreviated and stuff, nothing came up. But then this time, after like a year and a half, for some reason, I decided to just look up his last name because it's kind of a unique last name. And um, at this time, he had already showed me like his family members and stuff. So I noticed someone that he had showed me. And when I clicked on that person's page, that's when I saw... Of another girl on that that family member's um, friends list, right, like the top eight at that time, because he used to have the top eight. And I saw that it was a girl who I've never seen with him. And that's I clicked on it, and I saw everything where he was. I had my text messages out, just comparing the dates of when him and I were texting and seeing each other. And that's when I found out that they have been in a relationship for over five years. Yeah, so and, you're the other girl. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's basically how I found on everything. And I decided to um, tell her after I talked to some of my close girlfriends. And it was hard for me because I didn't know if that was a, I didn't know. Let me think about this. I didn't know um, how to handle what would happen next if I told her. And so many friends asked me, like, what's my intention, like, what I want out of telling her. And um, the truth was, I just wanted to let her know what happened and whatever she decided to do with that was on her. And so, yeah, I told her and at first went well, but it didn't go very well after some time. And then um, now I'm just kind of at the point because it got kind of nasty where she did like make death threats and um, you? my brother. Yes. Yeah, and my brother's in law enforcement. So I did ask him like, um, I didn't want to tell my family about it because it's not something that I'm very proud of that happened in my life. But I did, like, I did, I opened up to them uh, just because I do live with my family. I didn't want anybody else to be caught in between of it in all of this. So my brother, who was in law enforcement, just told me, like, he said that I probably should take it seriously, even if it's just yeah. like a verbal threat. Totally. Um, yeah. And so. I, so where are we now, I guess? Well, we're not talking at all, but for me, it's just, um, I've noticed that it's, it's taken a lot of psychological hit on me because I feel like now it's hard for me to trust myself sure. and like trust the process of trusting my gut instincts, you know, because I didn't see any of these red flags. And my, my question is just how do you move on from well, and here's where I would here's where I'll disagree with you. This is a very interesting call, and I appreciate you calling and sharing your your, your story. Um, you said a couple of things like you're, I don't know what word, I forgot what word you used, but like embarrassed or mm -hmm. humiliated about the situation. Not proud of. It. Not proud of. There you go. Um, 
this is not your fault, right? Like big picture wise, you you met a who knows, maybe a narcissist, I don't know, someone who's at, at, at a minimum just a, a liar and very self-absorbed with himself and you know, not a great person. And uh, those types of people are good at lying and they're good at manipulating people and, the, and they're good at taking advantage of, of a lot of people. And we've all get lied to. We all get fooled, maybe not necessarily with our love lives, but in li- we've all been there. So you didn't do anything wrong. Now, uh, so now we're at this point in your life where you're processing this, right? And like a lot of people in different situations, when we get wronged, when, we, when we're lied to, when we feel misled and we feel fooled, uh, it makes us feel insecure, as you just d- described, about our ability to sense this. How can we avoid this happening to us uh, in the future? Where I would disagree with you is that uh, this didn't come out of nowhere, right? And I'm not in any way associating blame to you, but he did show you some red flags. For example, what I remember yeah. for myself, right? I was cheated on once, right? Years ago, mm-hmm. right? And in the moment, it was like, when again, as, as I'm sure you were, like when you're in a relationship, you pride yourself on trusting that person. And I'm a big believer that trust is a choice. Sometimes you just have to say, all right, I'm going to trust you. And I'm yeah. going to make myself vulnerable to being hurt, you know, because some, you, you, sometimes you just have to blindly trust someone, right, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you pride yourself of having your, your person's back, so to speak. And then... Um, when we were in a relationship, you know, there were things going on, all of which she was very, pretty good at justifying, but in my gut felt wrong. Right. And then after we broke up and after I started, you know, having people tell me like, yeah, dude, she was cheating on you. I, I kind of like went back and thought to myself, you know what? That wasn't okay. Right. That wasn't okay. I, that felt wrong then. And I tried to try to justify it in my head. Um, to, uh, you know, protect the relationship or protect her. Or I didn't even want to admit to myself this could possibly be going on. And so I kind of explained it away, right? And mm-hmm. after we broke up, those were kind of big moments for me to say, you know what, you know, I got to remember if it feels wrong, if I, there's a difference between being paranoid, right? And, and trusting your gut, right? Things are happening. You know, paranoid is creating situations in your head based off of really nothing, Um of scenarios your partner might find themselves in that they're not even in because you're, you're mm-hmm. paranoid something can hap- could happen. Trust your gut is uh, they do or say something that feels wrong, right? And you, yeah. and you following up and having conviction. So like when he, you know, right off the bat, when he said to you, you know, kind of very condescendingly about making you feel guilty about dating someone else for going on a date, you know, you've only been on a date with two guys. Like th- those are, that's not normal, Right. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong and you should know that you did nothing wrong. And so, you know, trusting your gut not to let some guy shame you into doing something that, you know, is okay. Standing your ground for like, listen, if you like me, I like you, but I'm allowed to date someone. We haven't defined the relationship and I'm open to talking about it with you. Right. But I'm not going to be made to feel guilty Mm -hmm. by doing something wrong. Right. And then fast forward where he kind of, again, condescendingly you know, told you to grow up and he wanted to find the relationship. I mean, the, he was kind of laying the groundwork, right? He was saying things that I'm, I mean, if, I bet if you look back, felt wrong in the moment. It felt like you were yeah. like, that's not normal. Am I doing something wrong? I don't think I'm doing something wrong, but he's very convincing about making me feel like I did something wrong. You know, we all, we're getting mm-hmm. more from, more familiar with the, the 
gaslight term, you know, of dating yeah. someone who's yeah. who's really good at like pointing the finger at you and making you feel like you're doing something wrong. And mm-hmm. we just got to trust our gut in those situations, right? So going forward for you, uh, you don't need to feel ashamed and you don't need to feel like, uh, I, you know, and I've said this too, like when I was cheated on, I wanted to, I didn't want to admit to anyone I was cheated on, you know, when people ask right. me what happened and it's like, oh, I don't know, just broke up. I didn't want to tell people I was cheated on. And in fact, I felt it, I found it very empowering to finally get to a place where I could do that, right? Where I could open yeah. up. Because the truth is, like, no, people aren't judging you, you know? No one's looking at you differently. Um, you were duped by a professional duper, right? And yeah. now going forward, you just have to get better at paying attention to the red flags that were there before, and then you know they were there. You saw them. You just chose to ignore them. And we've all been there, right? So now going yeah. forward, the next relationship you're in, I encourage you to still choose to trust that person if you love them and you think that you can trust them. But if something comes up where it feels wrong, you just say, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. I need to talk to you. This is how I feel. And then have them explain it to you. And if something about their explanation feels wrong, you say, okay, well, that, uh, that doesn't really quite make sense. And you will know the difference between, again, being paranoid and just trusting your gut. You, you, you'll know. Um, and I think it's just really about that, right? And um, you got to really not judge yourself here. Uh, it's really important not to do that. Uh, but really just think about all, you know, maybe go back, not to dwell on the past, but go back and on those moments, it just felt like so, what, something he said didn't seem right. It didn't, it didn't seem normal. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask your friends about like, is this fucked up? Am I the crazy person here? Or is this, is, yeah. is that normal? Because people who are like him are really good at gaslighting and making you feel guilty for things that you have no right to feel guilty about. And in those situations, that's not okay. And like learning to stand up for yourself in those situations is a great way to help you uh, avoid this in this future so that you can allow yourself to trust. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would do, but really don't judge. I mean, really try not to judge yourself. You're not the only, like, this is a unique situation, but when people get cheated on or people are wronged, uh, you really have to let not let that not, um, you know, you don't want to become a cynic and you don't want to become that person who starts hating and not trusting all, you know, men and for the guys who are wronged by women and hating, hating and not trusting women. Um, you know, just learn to go back and, and realize, were there moments where I compromised my own values, right? And not to like, yeah. you know, you don't beat yourself up over it, but that's when you're like, you know what, next time I'm not going to do that, right? Next mm-hmm. time I'm going to stand my ground and I'm just going to calmly ask questions to say like, well, that doesn't feel right to me. And when it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to compromise and let you convince me that I'm doing something wrong because in my heart, I know this is okay. Yeah. I think, like, even in my email, I had mentioned that because I have also been cheated on in the past. And for some reason, this just affected me more than being physically and emotionally cheated on. Because I think this more is about me not trusting myself anymore. Whereas being cheated on is more of me not trusting someone else. And I don't I don't think that's necessarily my issue. It's just more of like what you said where it's like, and I just need to pay more attention to those red flags. And yeah, I guess it's just more about how do I not, how do I learn to trust that what I believe in isn't wrong 
again, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, men and women all do it. We talk about like, don't be a cool chick kind of thing on here. Um, mm-hmm. but it, 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 I see it. I think we see it more with, with women, you know, and this idea that, um, you're afraid the guy is going to be upset, you know? Um, or we get called crazy so you much called, that you start. The yeah. Um, uh, you're not, you're crazy. You're not supposed yeah. to feel that way. Again, reacting. It, it's really comes down to, taking some time and thinking about qualities, morals, values, and things that you want in a partner, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the expectations you hold, right? And those are non, you know, those are your non-negotiables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about like whether he has a tattoo or went to college or, or smokes, yeah. although, you know, but I'm just yeah. talking about how he treats you and how he communicates and mm-hmm. how you feel when you're around them. And when those moments don't happen, you have to have the strength and the courage to address that. Yeah. And you have to you know, like think about I'm get I'm I'm sure of it. Like talking to you, there's probably so many times that you've dated men where they convinced you to feel bad about something that you were confused about why you should feel bad about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are those moments where you have to go. Wait, this is not okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I I know this is not right. And so you know we've all been crazy before and we all know when we're not being crazy. So like if mm-hmm. a guy calls you crazy and you're like, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking with them. Maybe I'll be fine. But there's probably a lot of other moments where you're not being crazy. You're being totally reasonable and something he's, he's, you know, in my situation, like when I was cheated on, she was like mm-hmm. showing up, coming home at like five in the morning, you know? And it yeah. was like, well, I guess it doesn't mean you're cheating on me, but like, that just seems fucked up. And like, you're with a group of people and you're conveniently like unavailable. Like there's like gaps and it's just like, it just felt wrong. And I just kind of conveniently explained it away all the time, you know, sometimes because I, my ego didn't want to admit that maybe she was doing that. And so I think it's just being able to admit to yourself that maybe something is going on because sometimes our egos get involved because sometimes when you do that, you have to then admit to yourself that someone's, up to something and it's easier for our egos to admit that you know that you're being you know you are being crazy they would this would never this would never happen to me so mm-hmm. trusting yourself is just being honest with yourself about the possibilities but like knowing that you have the ability to uh fight back and 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 defend your convictions about qualities that you want in a partner right thank you so much for does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah no thank you guys that, right. that helps a lot so well, Screw that guy. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're going to be fine. Best of luck. And, you know, keep talking about it. Like, it's okay to, to feel the way you do. Uh, try not to beat yourself up. But, like, you know, talk to people. Um, you're not alone. You're, you're not crazy. You're not, you didn't do anything wrong. You just got to get better at, um, you know, defending your, your, your choices. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Take I noticed the 100. Is it your 100th? Yes! Yeah, it's 100th episode. Yay! Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much. It helped a lot. All right. Take care. Bye. Yep. You guys too. Bye. Whew, I, I, like, I like this call only because there's so many of us. And guys are like that too. I mean, I've had guy friends be cheated on by girls and you, like, uh, they hate, start, start hating women or not yeah. thinking and not trusting women. And yeah. It's a, it's tough. You see it probably more with, you know, I think men. I don't know. Do I wonder have there been studies that do men or women cheat more? I don't know. I'd be I curious. Can look it up. That's probably pretty even. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's a, it's a it's so nuanced uh 
trusting ourselves um and and uh the the comparison between like you know finding ourselves with people who are cheaters or liars yeah and then turning someone else's bad actions against ourselves and start getting mad at yourself for that it's so sad well i mean my guess is the reason she is doing that or we do that is because listen it's not her fault what happened here yeah but her inability i mean she said she's been cheating on it before like yeah she is struggling with defending uh kind of her own convictions and uh, she's lacking the confidence in the things that she knows is right about the things that she wants right and um you know it's like our last caller like sometimes predators are good at seeking yeah the the type of prey you know we've uh, we've had this other various yeah. situations like if there's it's I don't know biology you know yeah. people you know you you prey on the weak so to speak and I'm not calling her weak but like if you know that you have are if someone senses you struggle w- with doing this they'll take advantage of it yeah um, and so we just have to get better at um, you know again sometimes it's fighting against our ego too yeah. I mean when, when I was in that situation you just didn't want to admit to yourself this could happen right so you kind of go along with it and right. then you it's a snowball effect so it's just really those it's always those very pivotal moments of like you know we've all been there we've all been in situations where this feels wrong <laughs> and I find myself letting this other person convince me because uh, if I'm right about this being wrong that's that's creating like what does that mean right because yeah. usually that means like oh they're cheating on me or this is fucked everything's up. gonna be blown up everything's yeah. gonna blow up so we just yeah let that other person convince us of something and then it becomes this kind of fucked up situation and that will if we do that over and over we will question our ability to trust ourselves yeah how's it going it's good it's good what's your name <laughs> crystal hi crystal 34. 34 how can we help so, um, I have been married for seven years and with my husband for 10, um, and I have not had an orgasm in our entire marriage, but I, I'm, before we were married, I did. Oh. The last time I had one was on our honeymoon. With him. On your honeymoon. Uh, say again? I was just repeating you. <laughs> she just, yeah. She's, oh. <laughs> she's projecting. Um, so, all right, uh. You had an orgasm on your honeymoon. So technically, you've had yeah. one orgasm. Okay. <laughs> technically, yeah. So that was seven years ago, Nick. No, I, I, I get it. Uh, so obviously, this is troublesome for you. Yeah. How often are you yeah, having sex? Sorry? How often are you having sex? How often? Um, so we have two kids now. So at least twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's gotten less over time, which I think is probably normal. At this point, the last time we had sex was right before Christmas. Okay. Um, actually, we were back where we were for our honeymoon, believe it or not. No orgasm, though. But I, I'd say like six to 12 times a year. Okay. I mean, at least, hey, that's better than that one caller we, we had where she wasn't getting any, any sex. But Oh, my God. Um. But, I, I have so much to say about that. Yeah, but yeah, it is better than that. Well, let's focus on you right now. Um, yeah. So, so this is about you. So, I mean, you you said before we started talking, he he's he knows that you're you're calling in. Uh, 
minus that, yeah. have you had conversations with him over these years about um, this problem? So many. So I was going to say um, our relationship in terms of communication is like beyond. I mean, we... Beyond good? He it's said good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. really good. Okay. So everything that I'm saying to you, we've talked about it before. We've been to multiple therapists. We've been to a sex therapist. We've gone to therapy on our own, marriage counseling. And it's just not... What do they say? Like, yeah, we're... She can't even come working. on her own. Oh, so... No, not even on my own. This is... I mean... um, and I obviously could before. And... Um, we've had a really, so communication, everything about our relationship has always been amazing. We've been able to communicate really well since day one. Um, but this has been the sticking point even before we were married. And I think I was young. I was 24 when we met. Um, and I, you know, like I thought this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is, you know, getting married and having kids and all this. Um, and this was an issue, like even four months into our relationship, but we just kind of, everything else has always been so great. We just kind of pushed this very important issue to the back burner. And at this point, I'm like going out of my mind. I've not thought about it for a long time, but our youngest is a year and a half now. And I'm just like, I can't ignore this anymore. And you, know? you wrote in your email that you're thinking about like other people, like the thought of other people excites you. And that was my next question. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. And I mean, even my husband even knows that, um, you know, like cheating is a total fantasy for me. Um, I have not, and I don't think I would, so, but it's so you like say you haven't, point. you can't come on your own. Like, so do you, I mean, do you masturbate and you don't climax? Yeah. So, for a long time, I didn't even just because it was like, why, why bother? You know, also like having little kids and all that. Um, but lately I have. So lately um, I have suddenly had a libido again, which was kind of like through all the years and all the like sort of drama between my husband and I with this, just kind of like just getting through everything. But lately my libido has come back, I'd say in the last month and a half. So I have been a ton actually, but still nothing. And it's, you can imagine how discouraging that is. Like, um, and, and I will say, like, this has been going on for a long time, but um, I did start an antidepressant that is known to cause anorgasmia. But okay. they were like, well, since you already have that, like, who cares? And now I'm on another one that's counteracting that. So that's, I think, why I have a libido again. Oh. But uh, I've had, but see, the thing is, like, well, whenever I've you been on this that, medication that one of the side effects is not having an orgasm? four years. Okay. So when I tell people that though, they always hone in on that. Like, Oh, that must be why. But I've been, it's been seven years. It was before that, you know? Um, okay. Sure. So it's been, it's just really discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to, um, you know, I mean, you, you've talked to sex therapists, you've talked to therapists. Um, I mean, I could just make a bunch of guesses. I'm obviously not a sex therapist uh, or a therapist yeah. or a sex expert. Um, I mean, like there's there's a lot of scenarios, but like you like you said, you've kind of covered your basis of bases is bases bases <laughs> um, of all the questions I would ask about, 
you know, listen, maybe you're just like you're fantasizing, you're in your head about these other guys. But the fact that you uh, you can't seem to even if you were to say watch porn or porn that you're attracted to or, or fantasize about a guy that you find sexy and you kind of get the best sex toy on the market and it's still nothing, then uh, I don't know. Do you have a good sex toy? Yeah. Do you have a good sex toy? Um, yeah. So I did just get a new one, but um, very promising. <laughs> um, so I I mean, I've heard technology is fabulous. I've heard there's some. I can credit. We can get some recommendations. Maybe Rochelle already has one, but I've heard there's some ones out oh, there where it's uh, it. Uh, I would love. Yeah. Um, At this point, I wonder if I'm just so in my head that. Let me see I if can't, I can find like, it. There's so much. There's so much to it. Yeah. Uh, Who was it that was showing us that? Oh, the Lady Gang. The Lady Gang. But no, there was... uh, Yeah, I can't find it right now. But um, yes. So so, wait, have you used other sex toys or you just got one? I just got one. I mean, I wasn't... For the first time. Until recently. Okay, well, try that. Um, Ask some of your yeah. your other female friends, your girlfriends. Um, sex with Emily. She was on our podcast. She's big into sex toys. Uh, she probably has some nice recommendations for you. Um, okay. Yeah, I would try all these other things. I mean, because there's a couple like scenarios here. One, we just need to get you to orgasm, right? That's step one. Because regardless of you know your husband or in your head or something, uh, that's the first thing. Because it you know after that who knows right because the fact that you are thinking about other guys and having fantasies i mean whatever I mean, it's not fun to hear if he's your husband you seem like a you're a very uh, upfront and honest person you guys communicate like we all get things in our head and we all fantasize it's literally it's why it's called a, a fantasy um right but that's not even doing the trick at this point so i'm just curious about you know and who knows maybe it's just a combination of all these things stress um a fantasy about other guys uh now with the medication maybe that's not the culprit but it's probably not helping right yeah sure you're right um i don't know i don't know what your doctors are saying or why you're on this medication i'm I'm not here to tell you whether you should or shouldn't be taking something you might need um but those are all scenarios Uh, and as far as uh, your husband goes i mean it sounds like uh you're lucky to have a pretty understanding husband who um who is uh, it sounds the way you're describing it a lot of guys could handle this much worse not that it would make it okay but he seems to um i mean does he get defensive i mean it must this must i mean i care oh, my curious how much does he care you know uh, um well that's so that's another thing um like recently when my libido has come back uh i want to say it was probably a month ago i told him like hey you know I'm super horny, which has not been a sentence I've said or even felt in a long, long, long time. And he, like, couldn't have given two shits, it seemed like. And he's been even more distant since then. And it's like, we can talk about it. Like, we're talking about it now. But then, like, there's no follow through. And then I feel there have been multiple scenarios throughout our relationship where I've been super, super vulnerable about sex. And I think I'm more adventurous sexually than he is and it makes him nervous and he kind of doesn't respond well to something that i really enjoyed so i just feel like okay so like the the secondary issue is like 
are we just sexually not compatible despite everything else being so great? Like, is this not going to work out because of that? When you say you're into um, something that, that he doesn't enjoy, what, what do you, can you give us detail? So like we did role playing, gosh, this is probably six years ago now that, that we did this and I loved it. And he was super uncomfortable because he was like, it was like you were having sex with somebody else. And I was like, but I wasn't, I was having sex with you. It was just a fantasy, but like you couldn't get up, get beyond it. And we actually talked about this recently and he said, well, now I'm in a different place. But for me, it's like, I don't feel safe to, I can imagine myself doing the things I fantasize about with other people. But as soon as I imagine the actual person in front of me, I, I shut down because I don't feel safe going there with him. You know, sure. we can talk about it all day long. Um, but I don't feel like I feel the same sexually toward him, this frustration that I felt early, early on. And now it's been 10 years and everything else is great. Um, except this, but this is a really big thing. And I just, and I said to him, like, this could, this could make our relationship implode. And he was like, yeah, it could. Well, you know, I mean, with having limited information and and not being expert, like I said, I think, you know, get the sex toys, keep talking to professionals, uh, try to look into your ability to orgasm. Like that's, I really have no expertise in that other than saying, get some sex toys and talk to therapists. And as far as your relationship goes, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm getting the sense that from a big picture standpoint, uh, your your sexual prowess is a little bit more experimental than his um yeah. and he you know no one's right or no one's wrong in this situation as far as you and your husband goes he's just, you're he's a little bit more conservative and and you're you're not i appreciate from your husband's standpoint knowing that you're you're struggling here you're having these fantasies and his reluctance to role play because like he's like he's almost like he knows almost too much so he probably sees you go at a different place and he probably feels like, well, man, at this point you might as well just fuck another guy because I don't even feel like I'm here. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate what that might feel like in the moment, especially if he's not into it. At the same time, you know, I understand that you, uh, like things can get ordinary and repetitive and redundant and you like to, yeah. you know, explore different things and you like to be adventurous and you want to have a partner who's willing to make, be adventurous with you. And instead of yeah. making you feel judged for, um, wanting to be adventurous, he, you know, um, he's, you know, helping you, uh, and you guys are doing it together and you're sharing this kind of adventurous, uh, sexual relationship. And yeah. that's the thing you, you, you guys might, it might just be a compatibility issue when it comes to that. And the reality is, is you just guys have some tough choices to make. Uh, is he willing to go there? Are you willing not to, uh, uh you know, it's sometimes, you know, couples are faced with these tough choices. There's no right answer here. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. I know, I know. Other than like, um, you are on the. I think you are on the. You're not wrong to consider the fact that you might not be sexually compatible. Um, you guys are still both pretty young. If he's not willing to do that, um, and and you, that's what you need, then I don't know. It's going to be tough. Um, well, at the same yeah, time, it yeah. At the same time, it sounds like he's um, everything else. Uh, hard to find people who are, are, are so communicative as, as he, you say he's open to being. Uh, he, you are in a marriage. He's the father of your kids. And it's a, it's a t- tough yeah. position to be in. But before you jump in, into those things, I would try to address the more physical aspect of your struggles. Um, you know, from a 
biological standpoint and try to resolve that first because you you never know because it's safe to say that right now you're very much in your head about all this and it's just a lot going on and you're you're overly stressed out and it's kind of been the snowball effect and maybe you've committed communicated too much with him in a sense you know oh man i never thought about it that way yeah that's always been such a thing. Communication is so important, but it, like, yeah, maybe it's like, a, it is. But when you start telling him you can't make me come and I'm thinking about other guys and then you're like, can we role play? You know, like then that's, he's going to struggle a little <laughs> bit there. He's going to be like, I mean, like, I don't know. You just want to go fuck another dude and save me the time. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we've been there. Yeah. Like we've all yeah. been hooking up with someone where you're like, are you even in this room? You know? And what are you thinking about? Yeah. We, and that's a, that's another great feeling. Uh, for anyone to feel guy or girl um so i appreciate where he's coming from and it's it's just a it's a tough situation but try to try to try to have an orgasm um first and then maybe you'll feel a little bit less stressed and and um and and go there but uh it's a tough situation i wish i had uh, a better answer for you yeah honestly there were a few things that you said that i hadn't really thought about like the maybe over communication that's never what you hear right in relationship advice usually not um, but sometimes people can over communicate um sometimes yeah. you know you don't need to hear everything um yeah yeah so you said he found out you yeah, wrote that's... us the email and then what did how did he respond when he found out um he was like yeah i saw you got an email i didn't read it out of your respect for your privacy but i saw the subject line which said haven't had an orgasm in my entire marriage oh no and then um he saw your response and he was like i don't think your face should be on youtube but i'll leave that up to you oh. I was like, well, so so it's he, not going to be i still was like oh my god i can't believe that he saw it oh, like no. oh he has my email on his phone which i totally forgot and it's been like, I just like, what do I have to hide? Nothing. But then this time I was like, oh man, I should have. Anyway. Was his, fe- um, his feelings yeah, hurt? Or? He's cool about it. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, he's cool about it, but his feelings are also hurt. I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, I, it's, it's, I can only imagine what, what he's processing. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes when we feel like we're in a, uh, we're stuck in a problem that we have no control or ability to solve. We kind of give up, you know, I don't know. I mean like, yeah, when you said yeah. your, uh, your libido's back and he didn't respond the way you hoped he did, that's not ideal, but who knows about like after so long, maybe he's just frustrated. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough right. situation to, that you're both in and I, I feel for both of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, try to get, there seem to be a lot of great sex toys out there for women that uh, I hear my friends really, really go nuts about. Um, so try that. Yeah. Maybe if that works, and invite that friend into the bedroom. And, you know, he does need to try to work with you here. Like, I mean, if yeah. he wants to stay married to you, you know, he's got to fight too. You know, you know, the whole, like, yeah. you get married, you make a commitment. Some people get divorced. But, like, regardless, every marriage has its major challenges and major down, you know, months and years. So he is still, despite maybe feeling uh, a certain way about this, he's going to have to step up too. You're going to have to step up. You're both going to have to fight through this if you want to stay married. I mean, you're yeah. going you're to have to, you know, 
get through these hard times. So he's going to have to, you know, when you give up or he gives up or one of you gives up, it's kind of over. Um, and you're yeah. going through the motions. I don't think we're there yet. We're not there yet. But, but um, good. yeah, I definitely think an orgasm would be, that probably would help so much. First order of business. Yeah. I, get that sex toy. Hopefully yeah, it works. Order. And say, hey, listen, I don't want to bring another guy into the relationship, but I do want to bring this little friend and have some fun with I it. He needs to try to have some fun. He needs to have some fun. I mean, you guys do like, he needs to try to not like to incorporate some um, creativeness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I'm not a, I'm every guy, but I would think that he would want to have some variety and, and excitement in his sex life too. But who knows? Um, I guess I can't speak for all guys, but I'd want to mix it up. But Hey, that's I just think, me. I think he must, but we just haven't had the healthiest sex life in this respect. So, you know, it's like the one area that's a little bit of a question mark for me about my husband. Yeah. Um, you know, so, okay. So orgasm, don't communicate too much. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I invite, I invite all our listeners for our women listeners out there. Send in your best sex toys. Please. Uh, and we will we will crowdsource yes. um, for for you. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of feedback. Um, sure. <laughs> but lady in our lady yeah, gang yeah. episode on Wednesday, we talk. They give their um, advice. They get, they have a sex toy recommendation. Yes. Uh, which they stand by. Yeah, it uh, has some kind of suction yeah. thing on the end. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Does does he does he has he tried to perform oral sex on you? Say that again. Does has he attempted to perform oral sex on you? Oh well, yeah. Um, I think yeah. So the last time we had sex, I did. It doesn't happen as often as it used to. Hmm. I uh, think he's more or less given often, up. Say again. It's he's more or less given up. I mean, yeah. So yeah, and that mixed with having two kids. And everything has to be a cookie anyway. And yeah. Uh, and often when we have opportunities, we kind of are just like, oh, well, we need to work on the yard or yeah. work on the house or whatever, <laughs> you know. There's another yard that needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for calling. Uh, um, I wish we had more clarity, but sometimes. Um, we don't have answers for everything, but uh, it's a tough situation. And um, yeah. you guys just have to, at the end of the day, you have to figure out whether you're both willing to work on this or not. Yeah. I think it was more helpful than you're giving yourself credit for. I appreciate it a lot. So. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, have a great day. You're welcome. All right. Take <laughs> care. You too. Take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sucks. The female orgasm is a mystery. It It, it is. Much more simpler for the men out there. Yeah. Not that they don't have their struggles oh, yeah. sometimes, but it's a lot, far less nuanced, it seems <laughs> like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, how's it going? Going good. How about you? Good. What's your name? Yeah, so I'm Megan. How old are you, Megan? I'm 28 years old. How can we help you, Megan, 28? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll kind of start by giving a little bit of background. Um, so I've recently been divorced um, after I was married for three years with the, with this person for six years um, and recently divorced um, last year around September. 
Um, so since then, I have been dating um, one guy in particular um, who is a good bit older than me. Um, I've never dated anyone um, this much older than me. He's 39, so um, 11 years older. Okay. Um, and there's just been a lot of differences um, in the relationship, um, anything ranging from just differences in, I mean, the sex life is different. Um, things just seem to be different. Um, and I don't know if it is, uh, within the relationship, if it has something to do with the age. Is he the um, first or, guy you've dated you know, since your divorce? It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's there and he's the first person you've been dating since your divorce. That's correct. Is he the first person you've dated in, in six years other than your ex-husband? It is. Okay. Yes. Uh, what's different about the sex? Um, it doesn't seem that he has, I guess you could say as much of a draw. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem, I guess, as interested in it as anyone else I've ever dated, um, around my age or close to my age. Um, so I guess you could say the, the drive's not really there. Um, what else? The, uh, I mean, what else about the, the-, physic- the physical ability, I would say, is not really there for him. Um, it's the best you, way to describe it. can't get it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, I guess that would be the best way to describe it. It just kind of feels like um, he, the drive's not there. And when it is there, it's not as. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the best way to put it is he can't really okay. fit up. <laughs> and, and what else? I mean, you said other than you said sex is one part, but what else is different? Yeah, and then another thing in the relationship that I've questioned, and this is kind of um, outside, I don't think has anything to do with his age or anything like that, um, has been um, he has a lot of female friendships. Um, and, and by female, very close female friendships. Um, these are women that he talks to on a daily basis. Uh, women he, you know, spends time with their children. He does weekend trips with them. Um, so very close female friendships. Um, and I guess my question is, um, or what I'm struggling with is, where is the boundaries with female friendships? You know, what is... Um, what is okay and what's not when it comes to female friendships, because that's not something I dealt with in my previous relationship. Um, So I don't really know if I'm just being, I guess, jealous or if there should be boundaries set within the relationship. How, uh, how long has he been single? He has actually been single for quite some time. Um, I want to say his last relationship was maybe two to three years ago. Um, and he's only had maybe one to two serious relationships. And like I said, he is, he is 39. Yeah. I mean, that would make, that that would have been my guess. Um, what else? Anything else? No, that's really the only concerns are, are those two things. Well, listen, I mean, the fact that like, as guys get older, um, it's different for every guy, but some guys, their testosterone levels drop. And as a result, their, their sex drive can drop and you know their ability to be aroused can diminish every guy's are every guy's different um i don't know if that's the case with him i mean you didn't you haven't mm-hmm. known him earlier he could have been this way when he was mm-hmm. younger you know it just doesn't mean right. that all of a sudden he's this certain way uh he could he he's, mm-hmm. he could have been this way when he was 29 right um right there's a lot of guys who are who are that age who have 
no problem. I mean, listen, as you get older, like you're not 22 anymore and you're not like trying to like have sex all night long. You know, it's not like you're mm-hmm. four times in a windmill. It's like, you know, two's good. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, so the, I don't have a clear answer for you. You know, that's the, the point is this is who he is in terms of his mm-hmm. sex drive. And, um, if it's an issue for you, it's fair for you to try to maybe ask some questions. I mean, it's going to be sensitive, right? I don't, you haven't been dating that long. Right. So like, uh, maybe now is not the time to dive into that, but it's, it's very nuanced because if he's not bothered by it, because like some guys will, will on their own, uh, realize that, man, I'm just not as, I'm having a hard time here. I'm just not as, uh, mm-hmm. into it. And they, they can, they go to the doctors and you know, they, there's things that you can try to do to improve it. Um, mm-hmm. has, has he expressed a concern on his end that does he get defensive? Does it come up or does he act as if this is business as usual? Yeah, so I guess that that's also a little bit of my question is kind of how to approach that topic with guys without it sounding, um, you know, without offending him or without sounding. How yeah, lo- just basically how to really approach it. Without uh, how how long you been dating for? Um, I've, we've been talking um, for about at this point about four months. Okay, it's so pretty early. Um... Honestly, I, I, you know, I, have you, are are you guys, did you define the relationship? Is he your boyfriend? Are you in a monogamous relationship with him? You are. Okay. Well, you know, the Mm -hmm. fact that you're in a monogamous relationship, I think at that point you can start asking, you know, questions. If, if you guys are going to commit to each other, you're going to define the relationship. You're going to, you know, like I'm assuming your point of being in a monogamous, monogamous relationship with them is the hope that maybe this can turn into something forever, right? I mean, do you guys talk about right. that? Do you still want to get married? Yes, eventually. Not right now. No, but just in general, like, eventually. you know, you, mm-hmm. you still hope to yeah. meet someone. And does he, does he right. agree with, does, does, does yes. he share that interest? Okay, so the only reason you yes. guys are in this monogamous relationship is to see if it can continue to go somewhere. You must see potential mm-hmm. and want to go somewhere. So... If you guys are going to define the relationship, then that this, that that's the point where it starts. It's fair to start asking questions about uh, mm-hmm. whether this is in fact what you think it might be, and that is a forever relationship. You know, I mean, unless you're just kind right. of in a monogamous relationship with him because you like him enough to have sex with him, and you don't want to feel like you don't want to have like a higher risk sex with, sex with other people. But other than that, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's you know. So I guess to start, you know, how you ask it. I mean. I think don't make it about his age, right? You know, ask, just ask him, you know, like, have you, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to like having more sex or and ask him about like, is this normal for you? And try to just not make it Mm -hmm. feel, maybe that's not even a great way to ask it, but try not to put him on the spot. Just ask him like how often he likes having sex. Would you like, is it me or not me? Is it me like not having Mm -hmm. sex, but have you said to him, does he even know that you want to have more sex? I guess is my question. No, no, I, I really hadn't brought it up to him yet. So start there, um, you know, I make it like seem like to, but maybe, maybe just kind of like, Hey, I want to have more sex. Make him like say to you why he might not want to. Right. Cause let, okay. like, like uh, 
he's trying to avoid conflict. Like maybe he might respond in a way that it would surprise you when you mention mm-hmm. that you, you want to have more sex, right? Uh, if yeah. he responds in a way that suggests like, eh, I don't really want to, then the next question would be something along the lines of, is this kind of how you are now? Have you always been this way? You know? And like, mm-hmm. are you just not like, have you ever, have you ever had more sex in your life? Like, have you ever been in a relationship where sex was happening more frequently? See what he says there. Okay. Right. Um, right. And then eventually you're going to ha- maybe have to have a tougher conversation of, well, I kind of want to have more. And then maybe the age thing comes up, you know, uh, but try okay. to try to find out, try to get to know him a little bit better because you don't have the answer to some of these questions. You don't know how he was when he was in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know if his sex drive has diminished or, you know, if this has always mm-hmm. been. So you, you don't know. So you got to you got to find those things out first because um, they could be any answer. As far as the. Uh, okay. As far as the uh, girlfriends, um, it's not surprising to me that he has these relationships. He's been single for uh, most of his life. Uh, he's had a relationship a mm-hmm. few years ago, but you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm as a single person, you develop different types of relationships and, and companionship mm-hmm. in different ways. And so he has these women as, in his life that listen. If he wanted to have sex with them and he wanted to be in romantic relationships he probably would be unless you're finding out that like he's tried and they like said no and he's decided to be their friendship. But I'm guessing that's not the case. I feel like more people when they're younger do that, but I feel like most Mm -hmm. 30, 30 people in their thirties, like just don't have the time to, to do that. My guess is he probably is just, just friends with these women. Um, and he's developed these relationships as, as you know, to, have those types of connections. He hasn't yeah. gotten in a romantic mm-hmm. relationship. If he wanted to date him, he could have. Yeah, it's so it's it's nuanced there. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm always a big believer when you have friends of the opposite sex, opposite, opposite sex, I can't talk right now. Um, mm-hmm. You need to become friends with them. So uh, a big red flag would be you try to become friends with these women. They're not recept- receptive to being friends with you. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a red flag. Um if they are truly his friends, they should be just as friendly to you as his guy friends might be. Uh, listen, they might mm-hmm. think you're a bad girlfriend and they might not like you and, and that's why they may, are mean to you. But like, yeah, that's kind of a weird uh, response. So they should try to mm-hmm. do that. And then, yeah, you have every right. If certain things are bothering you to at least talk to him about it, ask him. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to this. You know, I want to understand. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'm, I'm prone to be insecure about this, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. Uh, help me understand. I would, oh, she's just your friend. Mm-hmm. Great. I want to get, I want to be friends with your friends, just like if it were a guy mm-hmm. and he should want to like, it's, it's on him to make this can, you know, to bring these people together. He's the middleman here. So like, yeah, certainly it's on his, his friends to be welcoming, but he needs to let, mm-hmm. you know, if it were me. Right. And if I had a, if I was, I'm not a girl and I was, I, I wanted to be her. I wanted she, her to be my girlfriend. I saw potential with her. In the meantime, I had all these other female friends that I was hanging out with, mm-hmm. and maybe even going on trips. I would go to them and say, "I really like this person. I think she has a lot of potential. I want you to make her feel like a part of this group. She, I, she matters to me, and that's on him to do that. It's his responsibility. Um, and so that would be a sign for you to see like how serious he is about this relationship. You know. Um, and so, does that make sense? So it's kind of more about his actions yeah. and how he treats it. 
you have a right to feel a little uncomfortable with it, but you just have to communicate and figure out what his point of view is. It's just, it's just different. Um, and I don't think his age has that much to do with it. Yeah. Because right, this could be, right. you know, this, yeah, this happens with people in their late twenties and early thirties and, and, as well. Yeah, and I think what I have been uncomfortable with is um, it's not so much the female friendships, but more so just kind of how he acts in those friendships, like the overnight trips where they would stay in hotels together and things like that. That's a little weird. That's um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. You can say you're not okay with that. Yeah, you, you have a right. And, and that's the thing. It's not necessarily that he was doing anything wrong as a single guy, but when you're single, you have more freedom than you yeah. do in a in a committed relationship. Yeah. Like relationships include sacrifice. Like you have to sometimes be willing to give up and do things you don't want to do. And you have the right to, to say that bothers me. And he has the right to try to explain mm -hmm. it and maybe say, hey, and try to convince you it's okay. But as That's we've talked about with some of our other callers, like you need to be able to stand your ground of what you're okay with mm -hmm. and, 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 and what you're not and not be made to feel guilty about thinking something is not a, is some, something is okay that you're not comfortable with. Um, you do have to, you know, you do have to set some boundaries, uh, but more importantly, you know, how he, he needs to bring you into this friendship. If it's truly a friendship, he should have no problem bringing you into this French friend group in this dynamic. As soon as he starts having separation and keeping you, if you feel like he's keeping you outside of that circle, that's a huge red flag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, that's, I think the bigger thing, the, the sex stuff, I mean, um, find out the other, the friend stuff first and the sex stuff. Um, I, I think that'll work itself out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Nick. All right. My pleasure. Well, thanks for calling. <laughs> thank you for calling. Uh, best of luck. All right. All right. Thanks guys. Thank, take care. Bye. Well, another great episode Yeah. for number 100. 100. Big takeaway here, I think a little bit for all our callers, is uh, there's a, such a big difference between, um, you know, being the understanding partner, yeah. um, questioning, like, you know, when, when, we, when we date and we're going to meet different people, especially if we uh, have been in a relationship for a long time, when we start dating again or dating other people, we're going to introduce ourselves to different ways of doing it. Yeah. And that's great that we are open-minded to learning about different ways because how you've done it before isn't necessarily how you're going to want to do it in the future or the right way. At the same time, it isn't. there is a difference between being open-minded and um, uh, going against your kind of convic convictions yes. and what you think is okay for you and what is healthy and not being convinced that uh, you're doing something wrong when, you, when you're not. Right. Uh, and knowing the difference. Right. And I think that's something uh, we all struggle with and that we, we heard with a lot of our callers um, struggle with. And so that's, that's really important to, to know, th know the difference and pay attention uh, to those kind of signals and that your, our partner's actions uh, and not be made to feel guilty about things that we aren't guilty. And listen, like, you know, we talked like Maddie and on Peter's season, like there's always the, this uh, big debate. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with Madison having the beliefs that she has. And Even as much though the as, show saying it's okay, all the other seasons before say it's okay. It's, yeah. She was like, it's not okay for me. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, and 
the, I don't like the whole ultim, like the way that people are saying, well, she, it's not the okay that she gave him an ultimatum. It's just, no, she, those are her beliefs. And she, whether you agree with them or not, she did it in an eloquent way, eloquent way that wasn't judging Peter or anything like that. that she has the right to believe how she feels. Yeah. Um, and then she can decide whether she wants to remove herself Day. or not yeah. or go. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's what we all need to do. And sometimes we just have to stand up for what we believe in and be open to learning uh, new ways of thinking. And then get out and when then, it's yeah, not good. Knowing the difference. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's easier said than done. But uh, I think that's a, a big takeaway for today. Congratulations, Nick. Uh, congratulations is to you as well. Thanks for listening. And congratulations to you, the listeners, <laughs> for putting up with me. Uh, but uh, as we said on the top of the show, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. We uh, are hoping for bigger and better things for the show as we continue to grow and some more fun and exciting guests. Um, tune in tomorrow for the lady gang. Uh, what a fun group of ladies they are. Wednesday. Uh, oh, what Wednesday? Tune in You're right. Wednesday, yeah. That's right. We got a batch to recap tomorrow. I can't keep up. It's fine. Um, other than that, anything else? No. All right. Well, see you tomorrow. <laughs>